0: This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A
1: Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The
2: Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous
3: offers. Worker of yours. WPHD,
4: WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, Rich Zioli.
2: All right, well, yes, it is a big night tonight for Philadelphia. The Phillies are going to crush it and bring it home. And, yeah, we'll check in with our buddies down in the ballpark. And Biden had a great beach day yesterday. Nice walk on the beach as Americans are still being held hostage by Hamas. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is Monday, 855-839-1210. Hope you had a good weekend. A lot to chat about today. Bill Maher teed off on colleges and why people should not go to colleges and why uh, it's a waste of money and colleges are absolutely the worst. And we're going to talk about that. Plus, a little bit later in the show, we're going to check in with our buddy Scott Pressler. He is up at Penn State today. Today is the last day to register to vote. In Pennsylvania, So you need to check and see if you're registered to vote in Pennsylvania because today is the last day and you can do it. All right. So make sure you do it. We don't want you to miss out. Obviously, we got to make sure that we get some uh, some good conservative judges like Ca- Judge Carolyn Coluccio elected. So make sure you do that. All right. Uh, good. And also, too, I don't know if you noticed or not over the weekend, but um, the New York Times did an about face on its horrific coverage of the. Gaza not hospital uh, shooting, uh, explosion. The not hospital because it was a parking lot. And, And the New York Times has done an about face on this whole issue. And it's really pathetic because the New York Times, like a lot of other outlets, they were so quick to believe whatever the Hamas health ministry told them. And they ran with it. And they were happy to blame Israel for it. And people couldn't believe it. And then all of a sudden the truth started to come out you had a lot of people in journalism turn around and say, eh, you know what? Turns out maybe just maybe maybe we got this wrong. But of course, like the, like the media usually does when they're wrong about something, they just they just quickly try to, you know, walk, walk away. But The New York Times, they admitted their hasty and biased coverage over the Gaza Gaza hospital blast. So they put out a correction and the editors note Said that their initial coverage relied too heavily on claims by Hamas and did not make clear that those claims could not immediately be verified, which consequently left readers with an incorrect impression about what was known and how credible the account was. They took the word of the Hamas Health Ministry. That's what they did. And, and, and remember, they also had put out the New York Times had put out a, a, a picture of a hospital that had been destroyed, but it wasn't that hospital. The building had been decimated, but it was 50 miles away. It wasn't that. It was an old picture. But the New York Times put that out anyway. And so that's why when I was on the air that day, and Stu Bikowski wrote about this, and I said that the, the damage was mostly left to the parking lot and the building was still standing. You know, I, I get this note. Do you stand by that? I said, well, I'm just basing it on everything that I'm seeing on online, you know, which is the, the drone footage and camera footage and aerial footage and before and after footage. It all shows the hospital is still there, but the media in the country, the corporate media was so quick to run and blame Israel for this, and they wanted it. They wanted the blood in Israel's hands, that 500 dead women and children and babies and doctors and nurses, and of course you had those horrible people in Congress like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and the others come out and blame Israel for it. On October 17th, the New York Times published news of an explosion at a hospital in Gaza City, leading its coverage with claims by Hamas government officials that an Israeli airstrike was the cause and that hundreds of people were dead or injured. The report included a large headline at the top of the Times website. Israel subsequently denied being at fault and blamed uh, an errant, blamed an errant missile. Remember that? New York Times repeatedly and prominently featured Hamas's claim that the blast at the Gaza City Ali-Ala Baptist Hospital was caused by an Israeli airstrike. Because the Hamas health ministry told them that. So that's what they did. So they went with whatever the, the Hamas health ministry told the New York Times. So the New York Times hates Israel, and they were happy to do that. So now they've come back and they said, well, we our reporting was a little rushed. A tad rushed, our reporting was. Oh, really? You think so? Imagine that, huh? And I told you that too last week. I told you that they were all rushing to do this and they were doing this because, come on, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big allegation to make. And it makes Israel the bad guy, if it's true. It makes Israel the bad guy. And how many people in the corporate media want Israel to be the bad guy? To be honest, a lot of people. They really do. A lot of people. Meanwhile, we also have the professionalism of shoplifting. Shoplifting is now, has become professional. The professionalization of shoplifting. It's a story over at National Review how people are now, they're shoplifting and then they're actually part of professional robbery rings and uh, they are they're also now reselling things. But what's amazing about this story in particular though is that it's uh, this guy, Matthew Iglesias, he's described as center left. He doesn't normally probably tweet me. I think I retweeted him recently in something. He outlines in his most recent article that thieves are rarely heroic or needy. You know, the whole idea that they're they're stealing stuff because it's Jean Valjean. They got to feed the kids. They got to get the bread for the kids. Not that. The thieves that force store closures and cause employees and customer distress are organized gangs who descend upon a store, clear the shelves, and then list those unused items online through a marketplace such as Facebook, Craigslist, and Amazon. If you've ever wondered why there are so many listings for six packs of detergent alongside that 1999 Plymouth Prowler you've been eyeing on Facebook, theft is the likely answer to that errant wonder. And it's everywhere now. The theft rings then hide behind the propagandized imagery of impoverished mothers putting diapers and soap in their strollers. Needful items as mom tries to make it until tomorrow. It's utter nonsense because I, I said in this country... If there's a child who, who can't get food, if there's a mom who can't get diapers for her kid, there are more than enough social services out there to help at the local, the state, the federal level. And there's no reason for a child to starve. There's no reason for a mother to not be able to get baby food or diapers for her kids. Churches will help out. Community groups help out. And of course, the government helps out. But that's the lie that's told. Remember, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she said that lie, the squad leader. And, you know, these are people just, just stealing food to feed their families, Stealing a loaf of bread, like Jean Valjean and Les Miserables. This is what Iglesias wrote. He said, when major national retail chains say shoplifting is a growing problem and cited as a reason for some store closures, I'm inclined to agree with them. Among other things, companies just don't have strong incentives to lie about this kind of thing. That said, it is not easy to convincingly demonstrate that there has been a big national increase in shoplifting. See those skeptical stories from CNN and the Marshall Project. See, because in a country where the overall state of crime data is bad, the shoplifting data is really bad. Jeff Asher tried to run the numbers to see if crime is really worse at the locations of the recently closed Target stores. It doesn't seem to be, but you can't really tell because property crime underreporting is massive and also because a raw count of theft doesn't tell you how much was stolen. What does seem verifiably true, and is perhaps more important, is that stores have been ratcheting up their deployment of anti-shoplifting tactics, including keeping items behind locked doors, on shelves, investing in more surveillance technology, and having systems with multiple doors so you could potentially trap thieves without asking staff to physically confront them. And more and more of that is happening now in stores. And you got to think about it, too. You get into a situation where these stores are telling their employees, hey, listen, don't don't confront people. We, we don't want you calling the police on them because they don't want their ESG scores to be hurt because you called the cops and you reported them and then they got arrested. And they don't want to be accused of being racist. So the stores just turn around and say, all right, well, we're not going to worry about it. And that's why it's impossible to get an actual count on retail theft. For that for that same reason. But you know it's there, and I know it's there, and we all know. We all see that it's there. Just like we saw Joe Biden on the beach yesterday sitting there on the beach, and even Fiddy, Fitty sent, came out and said to Joe Biden, get the F off the beach and get back to work. You know, I don't begrudge presidents for golfing. You know this. I've said this for years. When it's a Republican who golfs, they bash the Republican. The Democrats bash that person. When it's, I, I don't get into the golf game because you're, you're you're outside. You got your comms people there, and if they need you, they can quickly get a phone to you. But there's something called optics in life. And when you got American hostages and the president... And Dr. Joe Biden, you have to say Dr. Joe Biden, are walking on the beach in Delaware together on a beautiful day. Walking like not a care in the world, like a retired couple walking on the beach together. That is a terrible, terrible optic for the world to see that the president of the United States of America thinks that everything's just hunky dory and he's taking a beach walk. I don't need the guy to be sitting there, you know, launching missiles, but I don't need the guy walking on the beach. I want the image to be projected that Biden is focused on nothing else but this. Of course, Biden's not focused on anything, let's be honest. And I think it was a terrible look for him. I really do. And I think a lot of people noticed it was a terrible look. And even Democrats were cringing at this. Like, does this look like a guy who's running for re election to you? You're the president of the United States. You're up for re election. You have an opportunity now. American hostages are being held. We still, as of today, John Kirby go, going on about we don't. We still don't know how many. We don't know where they are. We don't. We don't. We don't know how we're going to get them back. That was just a short time before it came on the air. There was a briefing with John Kirby from the Pentagon. So, uh, you know, if I'm a Democrat operative right now, I'm saying to myself, "Got Americans being held hostage. A situation in the Middle East is blowing up. The president's out there equating Hamas and and Hezbollah and Putin." Lindsey Graham's out there saying there may be a three-front war breaking out. Three fronts, because now China as well. And there's the president doing a beach walk. And as a professional political operative, I would be saying at that moment, this is absurd that this guy who's running for office is giving the impression to people that it's just a day on the beach. He's got a day at the beach. And he sits there on his beach chair, just taking it all in. Not even at the White House. See, there are moments like that when, if you're a candidate and you're running for re-election... You want to project strength, you're at the White House and you've got photographers taking pictures of you on the phone all day. And and it's a weekend so you can get away with the khakis and the blazer. Look if you want, you know what I mean? I, I'm not expecting you to be in a suit on a Saturday or Sunday at the White But you get you, you know you do the pictures of you in the in the situation room. You do the 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 pictures of you with the meeting with the national security team. Because it's a great political opportunity number 1. It's also the right thing to do to Show the families that, uh, whose kids are being held hostage, whose family members are being held hostage, that, that we're all over this. We're working on it. It also sends a message to the enemy, which is, don't mess with us. Because this is, this is no day at the beach here. And it will not be a day at the beach if you mess with us. So in all those things, you just turn around and you go, what the hell is this guy thinking? And it, I keep coming back to the fact that he's not running for re-election. Because who really, if you're running for re-election and you've got the opportunity now to, uh, to look like the commander-in-chief... You know, there's this line from the American president about after he orders an airstrike in, in Iraq or something like that. And it says, you know, what you just did is very presidential. And Douglas, as the character in the movie, gives this whole talk about right now in this building, there's some janitor and he's going about his shift. And he has no idea that in a few hours he's going to be dead because he has no idea that a few hours ago I gave the order to have him killed. He said, what I do is the le- this is the least presidential thing I do. It's It's a great speech written by. Aaron Sorkin, The American President, it's a great movie. It's very lefty bias, obviously, but it's still a well done movie. But the point is, you, you, here's here's the opportunity for the guy running for president as a Democrat, who's the president, to look presidential. And instead, he's lounging out at the beach, like building sandcastles, like, like, you know, like making it clear to our enemies, "Hey, you mess with us, and I'm I may knock, I may kick sand at you, I may knock a, sa- I may knock, I may, I may throw a rock at a seagull." It's just bad optics. You go like, what the hell are you doing? You know, if he was a lame duck, pre- well, I mean, I think he is a lame duck if you catch my drift, but I mean, if he were a lame duck president, and this was his last year, and you know he's leaving at the end of the year, and there's a presidential election going on, and he's checked out, you're like, yeah, well, the guy's checked out. You know, what are you going to do? Thank God the military's all over it. But I'm not, it's not even a question of, well, the president is not reachable. I know the president's reachable. I know that there's people four feet away from him with a phone if they need the guy. I'm, I, that's not the point. But... Holy cow, political optics here for a guy running, supposedly running for president of the United States of America to be walking around kicking sand, getting the sand between his toes. He's got his he's got his ass in the water and his and his his uh, his toes in the sand and he's running for reelection as president. He's the commander in chief in the middle of all this. You see that when I tell you that I think that Biden is really not going to be the candidate, it's stuff like this that makes me think Biden is really not going to be the candidate. Because otherwise, it's just ridiculous. Let's be honest. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and, and every single political operative right now who's listening is nodding their head in agreement with me, whether they agree with me or not. Whether they agree with me or not. I mean, politically, I'm speaking, whether they agree with me or not. But they're nodding their head in, because they know exactly what I'm talking about. That when you've got even rapper 50 cent blasting Biden for vacationing on the beach, get the F up. We're in trouble. Fitty, Fiddy said that he reacted to Joe Biden spending the weekend on the beach and saying, get the F back to work. And uh, just saying, our buddy Paul DeBartolo actually made the, uh, the 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 tweet thread on this whole issue. It's so a good job by Paul. 50 Cent just tweeted out and said, hey, Joe, get the F up. We're in trouble, man. And then somebody said Trump would never bring the homie Trump back. Yeah, you think Trump would be on the beach? And again, it's not I don't begrudge these guys their downtime. But Biden's sacking out, sleeping on the beach, walking on the beach. And the only thing I keep thinking to myself the entire time is, Who the hell thinks this is a good idea for a guy running for president of the United States? Who thinks this is a good idea? When at the same time this is happening, on television, you've got people like the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, out there saying that we're concerned about potential escalation. You got Anthony Blinken. He's concerned about Iran escalating the war in the Middle East. This is all going on in the Sunday shows while Biden is taking a nap on the beach. And he gets back to the White House today. Marine One lands. Doesn't say anything, of course. Just does this little wave and goes back inside the White House. So it, it's, on the one hand, you turn on the television and all you hear about are, are Biden's people. They're all sitting there and they're all on TV going on over and over again, saying Iran is escalating. Iran is escalating. Iran is escalating. And Biden's sacked out asleep on the beach. I'd love to be on the beach. I wish I was. But I, I, I would love a beach day. You'd love a beach day. We could all love a beach day. Who doesn't love a beach day? Here's uh, the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, on with with, uh, Kristen Welker from Meet the Press over the weekend. Let's start with cut number two.
1: As I had
3: mentioned earlier, we have seen an uptick in attacks against U.S. military facilities, against troops around the region. Um, Overnight, the Pentagon announced it was actually increasing its force posture in the region. How concerned are you about Iran trying to escalate this war?
5: We are concerned. Uh, In fact... We expect uh, that there's a likelihood of escalation, escalation by Iranian proxies directed against our forces, directed against our personnel. Uh, We are taking steps to make sure that we can effectively defend our people and respond decisively if we need to. This is not what we want, not what we're looking for. We don't want escalation. We don't want to see a second or
4: third front develop. Uh, We don't want to see our forces or our personnel come under fire, but
5: uh, if that happens, we're ready for it.
2: And Biden's worried about the, uh, the, the escalating sun rays. So he's, he's increased his, his layer of protection. He's now at an SPF 50, maybe 100. So he's worried about that escalation. So he's ramping up the SPF while he's on the beach. Crappy optics, bad optics, bad political optics. Let's face it. It looks weak. It looks weak politically, it looks weak militarily. Talk about a missed opportunity for a guy running for president of the United States. Which is why I tell you, I don't think Joe Biden's actually running for president of the United States. 8558391210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Big day for us. The first pitch is 507 Go fills, and we're coming right
3: back.
4: cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and the restrictions may apply analysis by UCLF speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 the zioli show on your schedule from talk radio 1210 WPHT in the free odyssey app
5: and i mean if not that's worry, not presidential i don't know what hand. is
2: life is good today life is good today except the beer life he's got muscle in his hand that's when he deals with the porter yeah, from the I'm beach. Right. All right. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. 839 1210 Meanwhile, in the real world, the guy who is uh, really not running for president, sitting on a beach, just completely checked out. Uh, people are very worried about their family members, and we don't really know exactly how many people are over there. We still don't really know how many people are uh, being held by Hamas. The numbers keep changing. And John Kirby today was asked the question about this at the White House press briefing and Kirby uh, was evasive about it. He really didn't say much, but he also did say just a short, short time ago that we've seen an uptick in rocket and drone attacks by Iran. So take a listen to that.
5: Now, we've also seen uh, over the course of the last few days, actually the course of the last week, but certainly over the last uh, couple of days of the weekend, an uptick in rocket and drone attacks by Iranian-backed proxy groups against military bases housing U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. And we're deeply concerned about the potential for any significant escalation of these attacks in the days ahead at the direction of President Biden the Secretary of Defense has ordered the military to take steps to prepare for this to ensure that we're postured appropriately both in terms of being able to defend our forces and respond decisively as needed.
2: Okay, so the reservation so the so we're going to we're going to respond d- decisively d- decisively is what he says. Decisively. Okay. That makes me feel really really good. Now, listen. When it comes to Iran though, And we're all concerned about this potential escalation. Biden's concerned about potential SPF. Here is the defense secretary Lloyd Austin over the weekend on ABC News with Jonathan Carl. Again, remember, the commander in chief was unavailable because he was fighting off seagulls. Cut number one.
4: Here, I want to start with those moves you announced uh, late yesterday, last night. You've got the uh, USS Eisenhower going to the Persian Gulf. You've got more uh, missile defense systems headed to the region. Troops put on standby, what's behind these moves?
6: Well, Jonathan, as you know, uh, recently we've seen rocket and UAV attacks against uh, bases housing our our troops in Iraq and Syria. We're concerned about potential escalation. in fact, uh, what we're seeing is a is the prospect of a significant escalation of attacks uh, on our good. troops and uh, our, our people throughout the region. And because of that, we're going to do what's necessary to make sure that our troops are uh, are in the right a good position and uh, they're they're protected, and that we have the ability to respond now. Uh, this additional uh, deployment uh, sends a, another message to those who would who would uh, seek to widen this conflict, as President Biden said earlier, and as you 've heard me say, uh, if any group or any uh, country is looking to widen this conflict and take advantage of this very unfortunate uh, situation that we see, um, our advice is don 't we Maintain.
2: No, but The commander-in-chief is, is is on the beach. He does not want you to do that, okay? He's he's very... Uh, bop, bop, bop. Uh, is there more
4: to that?
6: Yeah, we can go on. Go on. The right to defend ourselves. Um, and we won't hesitate to take the appropriate action.
4: Well, in fact, we, we saw the uh, USS Kearney uh, take down those three Houthi missiles. Houthis, again, that's an Iranian-backed uh, uh, group in, in Yemen and also several drones. Was that takedown defending our ships in the region or was it defending Israel?
6: Jonathan, when you have cruise missiles uh, heading towards uh, one of our DDGs, one of our destroyers, that vessel's going to do what it needs to do to protect itself. Uh, The same applies for the UAVs. And uh, I applaud the work of the the crew of the Kearney. Uh, They demonstrated uh, what uh, what our very capable United States Navy can do and will do uh, if challenged. And you've given them the authority to do that. That that, that was done in an instant. They have the inherent right for for self-protection there, John.
2: So you realize now what the Secretary of State, what the... Secretary of Defense, what the Pentagon spokesman, what they're all saying right now is that the way to make sure we don't have World War III, right, is optics. We send these big destroyers down there. We let them know that we are going to kick some ass if that's what happens while the president has his toes in the sand. So at the very same time we hear everybody saying over and over to us that the issue here right now is optics. The United States is sending these ships down there so that the bad guys know that they're down there. And so when I turn around and I say to you, it looks really bad for the president to be on the beach, you understand that these guys are all proving my point, right? These guys are all proving my point. And Kirby has no new information when it comes to how many uh, American citizens are being held hostage. He has no new information on that. I mean, some numbers would be nice, right? It'd be nice to get some numbers, if we, could, if we could get that, perhaps, but I don't know if we can. Matt, I just sent you a link. This is John Kirby from the White House today, the White House press briefing. He has no new information on the American citizens who are still being held hostage.
7: Why would he, right? Take a listen. Uh, sorry, give me one second. I'm loading it sure. up. Sure, no problem. I mean, more than a second. More than a second. Many, right. many um, seconds. Um, like, Any second. Like no problem. And, do, and, of, um, and,
2: and check that tweet uh, feed too. They just they just posted a whole bunch of clips from when you just wrapped up. Right, too. When good. you get a chance, thanks. Uh, this is this is the issue, right? I mean, I, I, I would I would think people would would be very concerned at this moment in time of understanding exactly how many people are there, what we're going to do to get them home. I, I, I would think so. And again, if you're running for president of the United States, if you are running for president of the United States of America, you would want to make sure that you're projecting an image to Americans that you're doing everything to get their people home, to get our people home. Everything. You got it? All right, go ahead. Take a listen
1: can you tell us uh, the latest on the status of hostages and the work to try to release additional hostages? Do you see a category of those being held who might be sort of the next available to be released if that were to take place? Can you give us a sense of what that picture looks like?
5: I wish I could, Kelly. I really do. And these are all great questions, but unfortunately where we are right now in the process makes it impossible for us to publicly detail the efforts that are going on. We
1: just trust,
2: just trust us. Just trust us. Just trust us. It's going to be fine, all right? It's going to be fine. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Dr. Mike Veneri is a great guy, great friend of the show, and because he understands how important our veterans are to this country, he is hosting his annual Veterans Day Breakfast. It's coming up on Saturday, November 11th. And it's free for every veteran and free to the community as well. So you can come and say thank you and salute them and say hello for all the great work that they've done and say thank you. There'll be food there, coffee, donuts, breakfast, pizzas, and all kinds of, uh, of great uh, fun. And it's also a free community shredding event as well where you can bring all those documents that you have to get shredded. So you don't have to worry about a thing. You know, people, that stuff winding up in the wrong hands. But here is the here's the most the most important thing that I I, I need you to know about Dr. Mike, what he does, what he handles is the most complicated dental implants ever dental implants this is what sets him apart from every other dentist out there and it's a reason why dr mike has been voted top dentist in south in south jersey for 10 years in a row 10 consecutive years but it's also a reason why people travel from all over to see the guy no matter where they are they travel to see dr mike venaria and you know i tell you that my own mother found and discovered dr venaria and she goes to she visits him from south carolina myrtle beach Two offices to serve you, Cinnamon and Woodbury, right over the bridge. So call today for your free implant consultation, 856-786-2020, 856-786-2020, or visit veneriadental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A. Get the perfect smile you deserve and mark your calendar for Saturday, November 11th, Veterans Day, so that you can come out and enjoy the free Veterans Breakfast and community shredding event. Dr. Mike Venaria, it's a very special place with great people who do great work and you will be really grateful for the smile that he gives you. Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com.
4: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
2: Square. All right. In a few minutes, we're going to check in with our buddies down in the ballpark. They are uh, obviously very excited. We're all excited for the Phillies, and we're going to check in. But before I go to them, in just a few, I wanted to just share with you a couple of things that happened from the White House today because uh, this this briefing was, in my opinion, was a, was an absolute mess. It was a freaking mess, and I think that you can just clearly see um, from from the reaction of the press corps today that they feel like they're not getting the. Gun that they need. So first of all, let's begin with um, this is the White House FEMBA, Karine Jean Pierre. Well, all right, so let's stick with Kirby for a second here. This is the Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby. How are you going to convince people that aid for Gaza is not going to get into Hamas's hands? Because we we learned, we found out that yeah, we're giving aid to Gaza. Aid to Gaza is part of this massive hundred and whatever billion dollars that uh, Joe Biden is asking for from the American people. Aid to Gaza as long and also more aid for Ukraine and aid to Israel and aid to Gaza. Take a listen.
1: On the aid portion, you know how, for instance, are you going to convince people that this is not going to get into Hamas's hands? Uh, yeah. When, for instance, you know, we saw fraud with something like COVID relief money in the U.S., um, and we're now talking about securing an understanding with Hamas, a terror group, about how this humanitarian aid should be used. I mean, how can you convince people that that is going to be? A worthwhile, necessary, and secure endeavor. We
5: certainly share concerns about any diversion of humanitarian assistance for Hamas purposes. I mean, for instance, fuel is a good example. You know that uh, uh, we know that they need fuel to be able to uh, electrify and to power up uh, their tunnels, for instance. You know, keep the lights on. So we we understand that. We're we're not blind to the potential uh, concerns here uh, over diversion, which is why Ambassador Satterfield is on the ground. His whole purpose is to make sure that that humanitarian assistance can get to the Palestinian people. We have seen no indications as of today that any of the trucks that Kareem talked about, any of the material in those trucks, have been diverted to Hamas or been absconded by Hamas. That, uh, in fact, every indication that we have is that it has, in fact, gone to, uh, to the Palestinian people who, who are, are in desperate need for it. I-
2: uh, there's no indication that it's come it's come to the pally uh, oh, it's just it's like what what huh i mean you see this is the problem this is this is the uh, this this is the issue and the issue that i have here the issue that i have with with this entire thing uh the other question is that uh, john kirby was asked what is it's this one here we go it's it's this from ben hubbard from the new york times asking this question Hamas has released two more hostages for health reasons. Or, no, is this? I'm sorry, Matt. Is this audio or is this an article? Oh, no, no this sorry. This is
5: breaking uh, ju- just This is breaking occurred, news. Yeah. Okay.
2: Hamas has released two more hostages for humanitarian and health reasons, the group said in a statement late Monday. Okay. A diplomat briefed on the, me- on the mediation talks confirmed the release, which comes three days after Hamas freed an Israeli American mother and daughter. Okay. All right. So that's. Um, that that that's that just happened right now. And then we have another clip regarding all these crazy college kids and these pro-Hamas uh, protesters. Cut number two.
5: And then there's been an uptick um, on the right among some Republicans who have called for um, students or foreign nationals who are
2: demonstrating... Uh, in some of these pro-Palestine demonstrations, or you know, allegedly pro-Hamas demonstrations, to have their student visas pulled, or face deportation. What is the administration's remark- uh, response to those kinds of remarks? And that kind of rhetoric. I, I would just
5: tell you, I would just tell you, you don't have to agree with every sentiment that's expressed in a free country like this, uh, to um, to stand by the the, the, idea, the first amendment and the idea of peaceful protest. I will leave it at that. Okay.
2: But but they have but they have student visas though. They're not citizens. That's the the question is they're they're here chanting on the enemy. I'll put it to you like this. I mean, if after 9/11 people were in the United States and they were chanting, uh, you know, long live bin Laden and they had a, a a visa pass, is it not worth asking the question to say should should they maybe be here on a student visa? You know, it's 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 one thing to understand that the United States Constitution provides freedom of speech for American citizens. But we're talking about foreigners who are here on foreign student visas, right? Foreign student visas. And with everything that's happening in the country right now, we also have a story today, which is that we know that people have come into this country illegally who are terrorists. We know that that story that came out it was an explosive report that came out earlier today, Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists have actually uh, are probably already in the United States, according to the Department of Homeland Security. A new internal memo from federal officials warns that members of terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, that's the P. A PIJ, PIJ, they're the ones responsible for the hospital parking lot explosion, could be crossing into the United States through the southern border. The memo obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation was sent by the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Protection on October 20th as the war between Israel and Hamas continues and pro-Hamas protests spread around the globe. San Diego field office intelligence unit assesses that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel Hamas conflict may attempt travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via circuitous, you you know what I mean, trans routes across the southwest border. Foreign fighters motivated by ideology or mercenary soldiers of fortune may attempt to obfuscate travel to or from the United States or from countries in the Middle East through Mexico. This is a briefing from the, the, the Biden administration. It's the Biden administration warning about this. It's Homeland Security warning about this, the southern border. Here's a clip, Fox News report with Peter Ducey regarding this very, very story here. Cut number eight.
0: The Intel arm of CBP has a new bulletin out and the headline is pretty alarming. It says in bold letters right at the top, foreign fighters of Israel Hamas conflict may be encountered at southwest border. The Daily Caller got a copy of this material it was distributed 3 days ago and it's about Hamas, Hezbollah or Islamic Jihad fighters exploiting the porous border to get into the US. Part of the concern is that terrorists can see a ton of traffic down there. One uh, Rather, the new number is 2.48 million encounters in a fiscal year, and among them at least 172 people from the terror watch list. That is 172 who actually came face to face with law enforcement and didn't get away.
2: Wow, that's fun. That, those are good times. Good times to be had, but but beach days are fun too. So are days at the ballpark. Now I want to make sure I did this right. I, I I think I see the ballpark. I just don't see Dan and I don't see Dorenzo. There they are, Big Dan and
0: Dorenzo. What's up, boys? Hey, buddy, how you doing? We are live at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, let me see if I can make this a little bit better here. I don't know if I can, but uh, Rich, it's nice to see your beautiful face uh, ahead of this great yours. game. Uh, One thing I wanted to to mention last night, I don't know if you saw, uh, but uh, Nick Castellanos with his son at the Eagles ballpark. And, again, the first thing that came to mind was uh, it seems every time, the first time of the week that we check in, I I just want an update, man. You watching this with Patrick, we we keep talking about it. But I want to know, man, he's got to be loving this. You've got to be loving this, right? He's loving
2: this, but I'm not loving the fact that the game's at 5.07 today and I'm on the air 07. So why (laughs) why is it not 8 o'clock so I can actually watch it with my son?
7: It's because the Astros couldn't close it yesterday. So the Texas Rangers won and forced game seven. So the MLB flexed the Phillies to 5 7 And the Battle of Texas will be at eight oh seven because that's a game seven. So it took precedent.
0: But nobody cares about Rich. No one cares nobody about cares. that game. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nobody I cares. Will say Rich. I'm
2: telling you right now, I'm annoyed by this fact because now Patrick's going to have to <laughs> start watching the game without me.
0: That's <laughs> very true. It's very true, brother. Uh, it, it, the camaraderie here, though. I, one thing I do suggest, if you ever do have a chance to, you know, head out of the show and come down here with Patrick, it, it's a blast. They got that carnival wheel going, uh, the bounce house. You know, what? Uh, what? The Ferris wheel. It's the a Ferris wheel. I don't brand things. That's a, that's a brand, okay? It's a carnival wheel. That's that's my new excuse. And also, Rich, I've been noticed you've been talking a lot about CBP, uh, a lot of Citizens Bank Park talk. It yeah, seems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doocy likes the Phillies. What's up with that?
2: Um, so CBP, Customs and Border Protection.
4: <laughs> I was talking about those guys. Oh, okay.
2: You're... Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: every, every time we heard you say CBP, we thought, oh, is he coming to us now? Is, is that what it is? Uh, yeah, Steve well, Ducey's throwing us the are, ball.
2: I don't know if you know this or not, but they've actually replaced, you know, that when the president of the United States comes out, they usually play the song Hail to the Chief. We have now replaced that song. Uh, Henry, if you could, give me the new presidential song for every time Joe Biden comes out.
3: Henry! Henry!
2: (laughs) Henry! There we go. There it is. There we go. That's just earmuffs for the kids. This is the new song, guys, for the President of the United States. And let me just tell you, how great, right? <laughs> I Got love it. it. <laughs> 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 yes,
0: yeah, this, this is perfect for him. This is absolutely perfect.
2: Because Hail to the Chief has been done so many times, you know what I mean? So, and it per- perfectly describes what he's been doing this entire time, right? <laughs> Thank you, Henry. I appreciate it. All right, so the scene looks fun down there. Now, I have a, another couple questions to ask you. So, uh, our pitching the last couple games has been the issue, and people have been very nervous about our pitching not yep. the starters but the closers so talk to me about the pitching staff tonight I know we got you said Alec Bohm is starting
0: tonight right well no he's uh, Alec Boehm's a third baseman so I'd be very awkward <laughs> if he were starting a pitcher uh, but Aaron, Aaron Nola yeah. is taking the man Nola is starting tonight <laughs> <little> <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. Topper's really uh, making some crazy decisions in these playoffs. <laughs> throwing Bowman um, out there yeah, on the mound. Pitching's map. not that bad yet.
7: Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But
2: yeah, but well, Anthony's analysis last for that. The Eagles game was going to go into extra innings the way they were playing in the third
0: quarter. <laughs> <hitter, so. laughs> Shootout overtime, right? right well, so I will Nola say we,
2: tonight, which is good. And then who are our relievers tonight? Because we, we used what's his name last night, and he's really good.
7: I, I mean, we keep. Going to Kimbrel, which obviously has been a problem. Everyone's no, been talking don't about do that. that.
2: Don't do that.
7: Yeah, yeah, and that's. I think what hopefully tonight, what I'm thinking, that they're going to go with. We got to get at least seven innings out of Nola, or it's really going to be a struggle. Our bullpen needs a little bit of rest here, and I'm hoping Sir Anthony really has been low key here. I think Sir Anthony has a chance to to prove himself, and I, like you were just saying, I think there's not really a huge chance here that Thompson will put in Kimbrel at the end of the game. So I, I would I'm feeling like I would go with Sir Anthony. I am hoping they I they could do Strom and then a Sir Anthony I or like even Strum. Alvarado. I
1: like, his
2: stance. I like yeah. Strom's hand and yeah. I like his stance. That stance
0: is strange. He doesn't even what, look what at is the with, pitcher. He doesn't look at the What is with the thing though he like he, he throws the ball into his glove a couple of times and he yeah. does a little bounce there. It's kind of weird yeah. man, but And then yeah, so he, like
2: he turns to the batter at the last minute and throws the ball at him. It's I've never seen anything like that before. It's
4: great.
0: Uh, so on the on the stream, YouTube.com/slash/at12thandwpht. What we do here is we're at the ballpark uh, before every playoff game, and we're live. YouTube.com/slash/at12thandwpht. Me and Anthony come on and do our little thing during the breaks. And ipso facto says Trevor Hoffman, he would like to see come in. Uh, yeah, and, and that guy yeah. has been absolutely stunning. Where where do he even come from, Anthony? Do you know? Jeff Hoffman. I believe. Yeah. Jeff Hoffman. <laughs> Not Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hoffman. <laughs> very right very there with Alex It's right there with our starting pitcher, Alec Boehm. Listen, Alec Boehm would be a great pitcher,
2: and you guys are missing out. People can multitask, all right? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i love it uh, on the mound for uh, the diamondbacks tonight we got merrill kelly who was uh, a game two guy the rich
2: d-bags D- correct sorry i had a thing the d-backs i had a cough <laughs> he, was
0: coughing. he D- was coughing the d-bags with trevor hoffman yeah, yeah well yeah, but, and well, yeah. to
7: that point hoffman did play for the rockies and the reds so we signed him in the offseason and he has been solid i think that's a to that point from ipso facto he has not necessarily had a chance and that would be a good option
0: Rich, uh, coming right. up after the break, I do have some same-game parlays that are hot on FanDuel right now that I would love to get your opinion on. Uh, you I'll know, who it. might get some hits here and there. So uh, we'll be back uh, at the top of the hour with some more, Rich. All right, we'll do that. We'll cool. check in with you guys in just a minute.
2: We'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Big day today for the Phils. First pitch, five oh seven, and so excited that they are absolutely going to start. Bryce Harper pitching tonight. It's going to be a phenomenal <laughs> night. Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Bedlam right, at the park is going to be awesome. We'll be right back.
4: The only Show on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million
2: policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898.
4: That's 800 700 For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800 700 800 700 Hey, Riverton. We know your favorite station is Talk Radio 1210 WPT. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
2: Bank Park. It is me, Rich, with you and Big Dan and Anthony, The Other Side with Dan and Dorenzo. First of all, guys, before I get into the game with you, tell us about your podcast, The Other Side with Dan and Dorenzo.
7: We try to give you a little bit of a younger spin on politics. We definitely try to focus on local as much as as politi- as much as possible with Dan and I both being down here in the city. Uh, so we'll definitely, especially with November, I mean, today's the last day you can register to vote. So if you're in Philadelphia, yes. please today register to vote. Uh, so we always try to talk about city issues, some national stuff, and then, of course, sports betting, our favorite stuff to stream, music, kind of anything we want at the end. Uh, and then we're always on YouTube, so try to hop in the chat. And we'll be here, I mean, as long as... Uh, Knock on wood, our Phillies are in the World Series next week. The other side will be live with all of our shows next week as well
2: good and uh you guys have a, have a good flair for for sports and politics and obviously you know dan you produce for dom show and Lorenzo, you produce for kale and company so you guys uh are in on all the action but what i like about listening to the two of you talk about sports is that you you make it fun because i gotta be honest with you these low energy tv guys who narrate the game, and this is why i encourage everybody at 507 today to mute your television and listen to the radio show
0: us. You know yeah. what, Rich? It's funny you say that because I had the thought the other day. TBS is the one that's showing all these games. And TBS, you know who their sister station is. They're a Turner network. It's Turner Broadcasting Systems. Mm-hmm. And uh, their network, uh, yeah, it's, it's CNN. And, and, and they're all <laughs> out of Atlanta. They're all out of Atlanta. So you got Jeff Francoeur, Frenchie is what they call him, as one of the announcers who are completely showing anti phillies bias because they're all Braves fans. They all live down there in Atlanta.
7: Yeah, and they're like, oh, only a few bad actors when they're just pouring beers on the field after that They're yeah, trying to justify. What all if right, that happened here? What if that? Oh, what about the batteries? What about the batteries that they threw? Like <laughs> oh, they threw batteries <laughs> at Santa years time. ago. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah,
0: just
2: a few bad apples. I know. That's it. That's it, right? Give me a break. Uh, all right. So tonight's <laughs> game is going I think we're gonna win tonight. I have a feeling, and it's just that. We we were not meant to win on the road. We were meant to win at Citizens Bank Park. And I think that that's just what it comes down to. I think the energy is there. And I think tonight's just going to be the night. They're just going to shut it down. This is it. One and done. No game tomorrow. That's my my sense. But tell me what some of the uh, same-gate parlays are today.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Rich, real quick, just a lineup. I'm going to go down real quick. Leading off, we got the same thing as uh, we've had all playoffs. Schwarber leading off, followed by Turner, Harper, Bohm, Stott, Realmuto, Muto, Castellanos, Marsh, and then Rojas rounds things out. And the top uh, parlay on Fandor right now, Rich, I want both your and Anthony's opinion on this. It's a four-leg parlay. What you need is you need Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Brandon Marsh to record a hit for the Phillies. And you need Corbin Carroll to record a hit for the Diamondbacks. So, again, that's Harper, Schwarber, and Marsh. Do you think that's possible, Anthony? I like that. What are the odds on that? Uh, The odds on that one are it's $10 to win you $44. I would take that bet. I would. Yeah, and that's the thing. is you got Schwarber, Marsh, and Harper who are incredibly hot right now. Schwarber looking like a completely reinvigorated man. It looks like June. You would think it's June out here right now with uh, Schwarber's month. Then you got Corbin Carroll on the other side, though. I I, I don't mean to be that guy, but there's some people that can rock a mustache. Corbin Carroll's not that guy. He, he's, he's, he's that guy over on the Diamondbacks. I, I keep saying, Rich, he looks like a, a fresh recruit out of the police academy that wants to try to impress his, uh, his higher sergeants by looking mature. So he tries to grow a mustache and just... Just makes him look ridiculous. <laughs> That's Corbin Carroll. An excellent
2: <laughs> analogy, Dan. I like it. Excellent analogy. Hey, well, thank you. Hey, is that a postseason hat you have right there?
0: So let me lean in. It's from uh, last year. It's uh, postseason year. 2022. Nice. So, right. so I got to ask though: is, is wearing this hat bad juju? No, I don't to? think so. No, I don't think not. so.
7: I, I, I'm hesitating. Last year, I bought like you know the National League shirt, and I was all excited. I'm wait. This year, I'm waiting until we win it. Uh, we're gonna win it, and we're gonna be celebrating on Broad Street. we we'll hopefully we get free T-shirts thrown off the bus. And this is—I think you're right, Rich. We were meant to win at home. And yeah. uh, moving moving forward here, either Texas team we play, this the, the Phillies are in a good spot, and both teams are in a long series, so there's going to be no advantage at that point.
2: Well, I had some Italians from South Philly over yesterday, some Italian ladies, and they were both saying uh, these girls that there's going to be a big parade in South Philly if they win tonight so I don't know if the parade is tomorrow or
0: there will be there will tonight be, okay. people are going to storm the streets well, if, you remember if after, we win, after yeah. the Super Bowl win, it was snowing outside and people still took to the streets That's I, true. I remember That's my true. friends over in Jersey they were taking the train and just to come for the post game celebration so I mean
7: that could even be a debate we had because I went out on the street last year when we beat the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl and we didn't win it all and I yeah. went out on the street and the uh, after we won the NLCS last year and then we didn't win is it, it, it all so. yeah is that bad up? luck Should We wait till we win it all to do that. Listen,
2: grease the polls, baby. It's all I got to say. Grease the polls. It's
0: funny you say that. Uh, Philly crime update over on Twitter. He has Philadelphia grease the polls, question mark. 69% say yes tonight, uh, that we should be greasing the polls for the game.
7: They were already installing barricades all over Center City, so I believe they were also greasing the polls. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. there's so
2: much grease being used on the polls that Gavin Newsom today, his hair is flat, if you've noticed. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't even have anything in his hair. No quaff. No quaff. No quaff quaff. Uh, all right, listen, guys, <laughs> Guy shiraki's here from uh, Broad and Liberty. So let me talk to him. I will chat with you guys you, later. Brother. And uh, we'll just keep up the great work down at Citizens Bank Park. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Rich. Go Fells. Go fills.
4: Rich Zioly, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.